0: Good day, friends and enemies, and welcome to the Lavender Ladies Podcast. We have quite a thrilling story to tell you, but before we get along too far, a warning. This podcast contains swearing and themes of violence, drugs, sex, organized crime, torture, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. And now, without any further ado... Our story begins in the big city, Olympus. Well, either way, we're very glad you're here.
1: Glad to be here, sir.
0: Uh, Sarah gave you the tour, yes? Yes, I did, Captain.
1: Yes, sir. I practically know all the ins and outs of this place now. She was... very
0: thorough. (laughs) (coughs) Yes, uh, well, that will be all, Sarah. Just let me know if you need anything, Georgia. Anything. She's something. Ah. Uh, I suppose you could say that, yes. uh, Now then, uh, to business. Normally, in your first week, I'd assign you to the bullpen. But with your excellent performance at the academy, I really feel like we'd be wasting a lot of potential. Potential that could really get out on the street and help a lot of people.
1: Well, that's the only thing I really want to do, Cap.
0: Understandably. So I've decided I'm going to pair up the two newest members of our team. Your partner is a transfer from the Midwest. He's a sergeant, so he is your superior, but I don't think you'll have that much trouble as a beat cop anyways. He transferred in fairly recently, but he has been quick to pick up the ins and outs of our precinct. How's that sound?
1: I'm looking forward to working with him. I'm an Olympian native. Maybe even I'll teach him a few things. Where's the kid
0: anyways? (laughs) kid's one way of saying it. Come on in, Sergeant.
1: Nice to meet you. I'm Georgia. But we're gonna get along great.
2: Pleasure.
3: I'm Harvey Bell.
4: How could you do this? To us? To my father?
5: I was following orders, Aster. Surely you fucking understand how that goes, don't you? After all, you dish out orders every goddamn second!
4: This is so fucking obviously different.
5: Like hell! You dish them out, your little lackeys do them. What the fuck do you think I was doing? I have loyalties to my godfather!
4: Not to you. We knew where your loyalties lied the second you dug your own grave.
5: You think you know everything. If it weren't for your little rats and Sal, you'd be fucking blind.
4: You are so full of air, your head is going to explode. You're only saying this to get out of trouble now.
5: I already fucking told you I was following
4: orders, you fucking deaf bitch.
6: Alright, let's calm down.
4: Like hell! Don't talk to my father like that, you fucking chunky! How
5: can you talk to me like this, Aster? You're so cruel! Don't you love me? Aren't I family?
4: Candy's family, and you had no problem knocking her down.
5: I can't believe you'd say that little whore is more important to you than I am!
4: You lost all of my respect when you OD'd twice.
5: Oh, like you practice fucking santeria. You've done drugs before too, you hypocrite.
4: Marijuana isn't heroin, Bobby. For Christ's sake, you're impossible to talk to when you're like this.
6: Okay, okay, ladies. The anger's out now, isn't it?
4: When I'm like what, Aster? When you're on one of your little tangents, obviously. One of my
5: tangents? What are you even talking
4: about? You always do this. Oh, yes. It's always my fault. Well, you're seemingly the only one it happens to. What are you implying? Maybe you should step up and take some goddamn responsibility for your actions for once in your fucking life. Oh, that's rich coming from the
5: Krolevna. Oh, please. <laughs> what? I can't handle the truth. That if it weren't for daddy, you wouldn't be nearly as powerful as you are.
4: I know where I came from, Bobby. If it weren't for my daddy, you'd be dead in the streets.
5: You dense asshole. You hold yourself on such a high fucking pedestal. What would your mother say if she saw you now?
4: She'd be glad I wasn't high off my ass like you are every other night of the week.
5: Yeah, because being a fucking fag and killing people with the flick of your wrist is something Sophie would have loved. Quiet! Uncle Joe?
6: I've heard enough from you, Bobby. You will not bring Sophie up. Don't you dare.
5: I'm... I'm sorry.
6: I swear on her grave. God rest her soul. We love you, Bobby. We do. But can't you see that Asta and I are very upset? We care about you.
5: I told you it wasn't my decision. It was an order.
4: Yeah, that's reasonable.
6: Asta. Bobby, i put you through rehab twice now.
4: Yeah, I
5: remember. I was there.
6: And it was very stressful for us. And expensive, if you recall. I do. Now, I'm more than happy to help you again if you need it. Esther and I just want to know why you are out there selling drugs on Esther's turf. Ugh.
5: I was following orders.
4: Jesus Christ.
5: What? Esther?
4: What? I don't want to fucking be here all night. Oh,
5: and you think I do?
4: Yes. When you're after something, I, on the other hand, have to go be a fucking fag with my girlfriend, and I have other things to do.
5: Well, you're the only one keeping all of us here.
4: Oh, am I? You're
5: the one feeding us lies. What am I, on fucking trial? You're not the goddamn judge and jury here. See what I mean, Dad?
6: Esther.
4: This is why we're going to be here all night.
5: Locked up in a room with you, Sal, and Uncle Joe isn't exactly my idea of a good time.
4: Oh, you're right. Getting high is... Damn it all, you absolute cunt! Always, every time there's an issue, you think you can just...
5: Yes, because you're so great at being you, aren't you? Look at me, I'm Aster. Real fucking
2: mature. Mr. Stavish. Real
5: fucking mature, I'm (sighs) Aster. Yes, no, Vinny. I'm afraid oh, we're
2: getting nowhere fast. Cool. Is this how you deal with
6: all your arguments? That what do you suggest? You? <laughs> Works pretty fucking
2: well, Gets you well Bobby insists she's like under orders. Now, on, Maybe call her boss and find out for sure.
5: Wait a fucking second. You're going to go to my godfather when neither of you would take me into your
4: own family? I believe we already tried that. Oh fuck off.
6: Esther. I'll handle this. You and Vinny head out.
4: Want me to leave Sledge to keep an eye on her?
6: Ha. <laughs> no. I have my own mafia, if you recall.
4: If you're sure-
6: I think you being here does more harm than help. I'll call you later.
4: Alright. I'll see you, Dad.
2: Goodbye, Mr. Stavish. Bobby, I'm going to
6: call Lupo. <laughs>
5: He's only going to tell you the same thing I did.
6: Then I guess we'll get it settled, won't we? Hello? Lupo, it's Joey. How you doing?
7: Hey, Joey. Things are what they are. Could be better. Could be worse. How you doing?
6: Lou, I'm afraid this isn't a social call. I have my niece here with me. Esther caught her trying to sell drugs down on 7th.
7: What? 7th? That's Esther's turf, isn't it?
6: Yeah, she was rather upset, if you catch my drift. You know these two have a history.
7: I don't blame her for being pissed. Hell, if I were her, I'd be pissed too.
6: Well, Lou. The thing is, Bobby is telling me that you gave her orders to sell over there. What? I'm rather thornier. I'm sure you remember Bobby's history with drugs.
7: I was hoping she could ring in some more customers. I sent her down to the docks.
6: Funny. She's telling us a different story.
7: Joey, you know we're all still mending fresh wounds from the last turf war. We all remember how bad it was once we lost Stansko, and his... falling out.
6: Yeah. Yeah, Lou. I know.
7: I don't want to say she's telling tall tales, but... does she have drugs on her?
6: She does.
7: Joey, I swear, my mother's grave. I didn't give her any. I don't know where she got it. I don't want my own dabbling in drugs. You know how that spirals.
6: Yeah, yeah, I do.
7: Jesus. Look, why don't we meet up and we can all discuss it, huh? Get everything out in the open. I know you're worried about Bobby, rightfully so. So let's put out any spark before it turns into a flame, okay?
6: All right, Luke. Let's plan for this weekend, yeah? Saturday, usual place, usual time?
7: Sounds good, Joey. I'll see you there. You want to keep Bobby for the week, I presume?
6: Yeah, I have to. I don't want her to relapse again.
7: Now, you tell her I said to listen to you. That's an order. I know she's your niece, and should anyways, but you know how strong-willed she is.
6: You don't have to tell me twice. I'll see you Saturday. Well... He said he never gave you orders to go to 7th. Just to sell. Never gave you any drugs. Just to get customers.
5: What? No! He told me!
6: We're meeting with him on Saturday. And until then, you can ask him yourself. He said you're under my jurisdiction. You follow my orders. Get me?
5: (sighs) Yeah. I get you.
6: Good.
3: Now then, Rookie, I want your opinion on this case.
1: The carjacking of 08? Sarge, this is almost a ten-year-old case.
3: I know. We're gonna crack it.
1: What's the point?
3: The perp was never brought to justice. Millions of dollars in goods were stolen under the Olympian Force's nose.
1: I'm pretty sure this is ice cold, Sarge. I remember when they were talking about this case on the news. Rumors are that the guy ran out of town, or from the bottom of the river when their buyer was done with them. Either way, it's out of our hands.
3: Maybe so. But I've found something else.
1: Something else?
3: Yes. There was an older cop who passed away that was working on a different case. Some money laundering. He thought that these two were related.
1: What? How?
3: That they were given instructions to do it. They were organized.
1: What are you trying to imply?
3: That Captain Mihai is lying to the city, to the precinct. About? There's a mafia here, Georgia.
1: Well, sure. No one's dumb enough to think there's not. What? But it's not like they're super powerful, and there haven't been any missing people or murders that we could link to the Mafia reported in years, so...
3: So, it's all dismissed? What about the guy that went missing, and then his trail led to a warehouse, and then he disappeared?
1: Maybe he skipped town, or offed himself.
3: No way. I'm not gonna believe you are blinded by this, too. What? That other kid I was partnered with said almost the same thing. This is what I'm talking about! This town is blinded!
1: Belle, what proof do you have of any of this? Are you where you sound like you're spitting bullshit and are insane?
3: Oh, I have proof.
1: Where, then?
3: Simple. It's at the business that did the money laundering.
1: <laughs> and where would that be, exactly?
3: The little cafe run by those two worn-down kids. The Olympian Bean.
1: (laughs) The Bean? (laughs) No way. Yes way! Well, maybe like 20 years ago, but certainly not now. And the owner did a remodel of the Bean like a year ago. A lot of stuff got tossed or destroyed. Do you really think you're going to find something? I do. And why is that?
3: Because when there was a break-in across the street, I hung out in there for a couple weeks. I saw a door going down to the basement, where they go get more supplies.
1: Okay.
3: Well, funniest thing. You can get the blueprints to any business in Olympus at City Hall. In the blueprints for the Olympian Bean, there is no basement.
1: Sarge, this seems like a lot of hoopla.
3: Hoopla? Are you kidding? I found something new to a ten-year-old case! That's my point. It's ten years old. Two
1: of the people we were talking about are dead. And now that I think about it, so are the original owners of the bean. They are? Yeah, they are. And not to say that crime doesn't deserve punishment. It does,
3: but there's people dying now. I'm aware, but if I ever want to become captain, then I have to be able to recognize the importance of hindsight, and that means working the past and the present. That... That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to. I outrank you, and I say that tomorrow we meet at the Bean. First thing in the morning, we interrogate that hairy kid. Uh, pretty sure it's Hari. Whatever, and the black girl- Super pretty sure it's Ruby. Yeah, them. And we'll get to the bottom of this. After that, we pick up the warehouse case. Understood?
1: (sighs) You're in charge.
3: Damn right I am.
2: Master, surely you can see the concern I have right now.
4: Yes, I can.
2: Then for the love of God, why are we here and what are we doing?
4: I have an important matter to attend to.
2: This has been a fucking day and a half.
8: Yeah, you're telling me.
2: And there's even more now?
8: I can't believe you volunteered me for babysitting duties for Bobby. I trust you, Sledge, more than most anybody. While I appreciate our friendship and being forgiven for the past, There's nothing to forgive, Sledge. None of it was even your
4: fault.
2: Bobby was trying to manipulate you from the beginning. It was never you, Sledge.
4: And now you're the only one she'll listen to anyways.
2: Which is another issue we might have to deal with. If Zambini did send it a seventh after all, and-
8: (laughs) Ha! Yeah, right. Only if he's trying to cover for her.
4: (laughs) Sledge has a point, Vinny.
2: (sighs) I guess we'll just have to fucking see either way. But now, Beak is texting and saying that Belle wants to investigate the Bean, convinced there's some secret basement.
4: The path behind the bookcase?
2: No, just the basement itself.
4: Oh. Then call Scoop and have her deliver this information to Mihai. What's that gonna do? Scoop will know how to handle it. What time is it?
2: 2.55.
4: Perfect. We're just in time.
8: This impromptu meeting had better be good. We have a lot we gotta cover today.
4: Trust me, it always is. We're here.
9: Come in. Asta, how lovely to see you again. Oh, Vinny and Sledge. I didn't think you'd bring company. Sledge is my bodyguard,
4: Jonah.
8: She goes where I go. I'm also the coffee runner, chauffeur, note taker, and intimidation factor when necessary. I'm sure you remember.
4: Hush, I pay you well. And Vinny is, of course, my consultant.
8: How
9: forward thinking of you to bring both of them. I came alone, as we agreed.
2: Jonah, surely you know who you're working with by this time, don't you?
9: I'm sure Amber is listening in, isn't she?
2: We certainly hope so. (laughs)
9: Oh, you kids crack me up. It's good to see all of you again.
4: And you, Jonah. It's been a very long time.
9: Too long, if you ask me. Has it, though?
2: Watch it, Sledge.
9: Now, I know the last time we saw each other, things were rough. Rough? You left Aster and me on the side of the road in
8: Mexico to die! But you didn't die, did you? Yeah, astute observation there, Poyasin sin vinagre. I think what
4: Sledge is implying is that we're curious as to why you want to work with us again, and more importantly, why should we trust you? Yeah,
9: but in much less pleasant words. I understand your hesitance. It's only fair, after all. And my calling you must have been a surprise. A surprise for you that we weren't dead, maybe. Sledge, give Jonah a
4: chance. We did walk away with a couple million from that gig, if you recall.
8: And irreparable skin damage after walking through the Sonoran, practically naked when Jonah had stripped us of everything we owned. And don't forget, we almost didn't get to keep our money because the U.S. Border Patrol thought we were prison
9: escapees. But did you die? No, but you might. Come now, Sledge. Like Aster said, you did walk away with millions. Surely you want to hear what I have to say now? There might be some risk, of course, but imagine the gain. If there is any-
2: Alright, Sledge. Step back.
8: Fine. But, Jonah, just know that whatever happens here, I still think you're a sick fuck. But I'll stand by whatever Aster decides.
9: Well, can't say I really care.
4: Enough, Manter. Why don't we cut to the chase? I am very curious as to why you called on me again. I have a job that only you can carry
9: out. And what might that be? I'm sure you've seen my flyers, my advertisements, my posters. All over town? All over the state?
2: You're looking good in the polls, too, from what I've seen.
9: Yes, but not good enough. If I'm to secure the election for governor, I'm going to have to take some, mm, well, drastic measures. What kind of
4: drastic measures?
9: Well, you can easily win something if your competition happens to... disappear.
8: So you want us to plan an assassination?
9: Oh no, not at all. I have everything already planned out. (laughs) I just need you to reenact it.
8: Okay, so then why can't you have your team of dick-lickers do
9: it themselves? Too much suspicion. I've worked with them in the past, documented work, with you, Asta. Just under the table. Nothing anyone can trace.
4: Understandably.
9: Yes, so you see my point. You must be able to see why I had no choice but to come to you.
2: No, not exactly. You could have gone to any of the other heads, but you chose Asta. Why?
9: We have history! I think it'd be obvious. Again,
8: history of you trying to kill us. That's all in the past now. How's the saying
9: go? Water under the bridge? The rivers run dry, Jonah. Alright, I see that camaraderie isn't going to convince you. Obviously. Then how about this? I hear a certain Olympus's finest has been irritating you lately.
2: You're gonna have to do better than that, I'm afraid. Captain Mihai is a good friend of ours.
9: I just should have expected as such from the smartest godmother in town. Well, I guess I'll have to bring out the big guns then. Control over the Southern Exchange. And you'll have someone in the higher-up politics. Easy to get out of concerning situations. You have someone in the police force, but only a few small political seats. Think about it, Asta. You have Olympus now, but you could have the state. You could have it all, Asta. It's a deal.
4: Give me the plans.
1: Welcome to the Olympia. Oh, hey, Beak. Don't sound so excited to see me. Sorry, it's just I'm confused. That's nothing new. Ugh, I meant about your outfit. I can't believe you're still in that police up. Oh, I think it's flattering. Well, sh- sure, but you told me you like to wear it because Scoop likes it. Yeah, she does. Right, but are you, uh, er... Are... Are your uh, bedroom tendencies going to influence what you wear on the reg? My baby gets what she wants. Ah, okay. Oh, good morning, Officer Bell.
3: Morning, Georgia. Glad to see you're already here. I've begun putting in the paperwork for a search warrant.
1: Actually, Sarge, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right there.
3: Excuse me?
1: I'm afraid I have orders from the captain to tell you that you're off this case. What? Yep, officially. He said that he tried to call you, but you didn't answer, so he called me and told me to tell you to go see him in his office.
3: So then what, he just puts a beat cop in charge of this case? As a matter of fact, he did. Why?
1: You'll just have to ask him, Sarge. I'm just the messenger.
0: God. It. <laughs>
1: uh, finally, a prick is getting what he deserves. Hey, Ruby. <laughs> You're a cop?
0: The Lavender Ladies podcast is a Goose Thunder Network produced podcast and made possible through listeners like you. The Lavender Ladies was written and created by Megan McLenathan and edited by Jade, Hannah, and Molly Ray. The Lavender Ladies theme song was composed and performed by Benny James. The audio editing for the Lavender Ladies was done by Megan. The voices you heard in today's episode in order of appearance are as follows. The voice of Mihai was Mike Paul. The voice of Beak was Molly Ray. The voice of Sarah was Benny James. The voice of Harvey was Peter Lelouch. The voice of Aster was Megan McLenathan. The voice of Bobby was Saren Pizza. The voice of Joseph was Patty. The voice of Vinny was Dylan Shane. The voice of Zambini was Discount. The voice of Sledge was Delta Christine. The voice of Jonah was Skylar Evergreen. The voice of Ruby was Cole Burkhart. And the voice of the introducer was myself, Benny James. For more information on The Lavender Ladies, please check out our website, www.thelavenderladiespodcast.com and follow us on Tumblr at thelavenderladies.tumblr.com and our Twitter, at lavenderladypod. If you've enjoyed our story and would like to help support it, please consider donating to our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com forward slash TheLavenderLadies. Or please consider supporting us through Patreon. Monthly donations include rewards such as access to early scripts, specially recorded thank you messages, and our $10 and higher donations include merchandise rewards. Thank you for your support.